Well, welcome to School Days, Help for Moms and Dads of School Age Kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm David Bailey. And you were just listening to We Are the Champions by Queen. Shout out to Academy Award nominee Bohemian Rhapsody. That, that's all you, babe. Uh, <laughs> did you not see it? No. Oh, okay. So that was just me? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was really good. You still got to watch it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for supporting me on that, dear. Hey, anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime. I'm always supporting you. No, that was not support. <laughs> so today we're talking about student athletes. A report by the Aspen Institute says that three out of four American households have at least one school-age child participating in youth sports. I know that as parents, having children in sports can require a bit of a balancing act to make everything work, especially regarding academics. So what sports did you play? I know you played a lot of them. Yeah, well, as I said, I played all, I played all the non-cheerleading sports. The <laughs> all the sports without cheerleaders? Yeah. So That sounds really sad. Soccer, track, wrestling. No, we, we did have wrestling sometimes. Like if it was a night game for soccer, we had a cheerleader. Uh, wrestling, we had a cheerleader once in a while. Um, uh, I did tennis. Definitely no cheerleaders. Yeah, tennis. Tennis, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever admitted this publicly, but I also was in a bowling league when I was younger. You I just got, told me that the other day. Yeah. I've known you for 16 years. Okay, well, I, 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 gotta, I can't spell all the beans early on. See, I, see, I would have won you even earlier if I would have told you that one. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I was a year-round athlete. I played, you know, fall. Summer, spring, you name it. I was. Did I say swimming? I did swimming too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was busy. But you were an athlete yourself, babe. I was. So I ran track, and I was good at track. And so I, good that you what? Got a scholar. Got a full scholarship. And uh, did not take the full scholarship because I was good at my school. <laughs> but I don't know that I was a. Uh, going to be competitively competitively good with uh other people who got full track scholarships so hmm. yeah that's kind of sad but Dang. yeah yeah i know yeah our I, guests are looking at me like that's pretty sad yeah. <laughs> i would have taken the scholarship yeah, yeah i know but i also played basketball i was not very good at basketball oh well, you have a very textbook shot though I, I saw your shot last summer okay look since you don't play you really cannot uh <laughs> She's very complain about shot. my mm -hmm. my jump shot what was it a layup that you were saying that i looked yeah. too technical yeah, so. i didn't play street ball yeah but neither did you no i was the one that, that it, they wouldn't pass the ball to me <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> just passed uh, anyway. Okay, so enough right. about us. Right, enough exactly. Enough about us. Let's introduce our host. Yes, I mean our uh, our guest today. All right, so uh, I'm going to introduce Chauncey Franks, who is also a good, long-standing friend of mine. Uh, he's been with Fellowship of Christian Athletes since July of 2004. Um, he originally started at SMU. Yes, sir. Correct. Yes, yep. he was over at SMU. I remember we went over there one time when we were dating. Remember that time we talked to the athletes that we were, remember that? No, I don't. Anyway, all right, anyway. <laughs> um, so, and then in July 2010, Chauncey began to serve as the TCU uh, FCA charter uh, as the chaplain uh, for the TCU football team. And is also a character coach. Um, the TCU FCA ministry reaches over uh, 300 TCU coaches and student athletes through weekly Bible studies, pre-game chapels, life skills development, mentoring, and discipleship. 
Uh, Chauncey is married to Dr. Danica Franks, and they have three children. And in his spare time, you'll find him bass fishing or out searching for new Texas barbecue <laughs> hotspots. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've, I've seen him uh, on the sidelines of games. Walking back and forth and smacking kids upside the head. And, <laughs> you know, anyway, I'm just messing. But, yeah, well, anyway, Charles, we're really glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. We are. And we also have Garrett Wallow. Yes, ma'am. Garrett is a sophomore and a native of New Orleans and a linebacker for the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. Uh, in high school, he played basketball for fr- uh, from freshman to junior year and football all four years. His coach wanted him to get faster, so he ran track his senior year. And uh, he was a part of something called the Interact Club, in which they went to less fortunate elementary schools and read to students. And Garrett is a communication major and C-R-E-S. I don't know what that is. Crest Minor. Crest Minor. Okay. What is Crest? Critical Race and Ethnic Studies. Critical what? Critical Race and Ethnic Studies. Oh. And right now, I'm actually um, trying to become a business minor. Uh. So I'm taking my microeconomics class right now in order for me to pursue my business classes. Okay, microeconomics was my hardest class. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little tough. Yeah, it's really tough. Uh, I loved it. Well, and I was econ major, so that was right up my alley. Anyway. Right. Uh, He wants to make it into the NFL and open a daycare for less fortunate and possibly a barber shop. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. So welcome, Garrett. So before we go any further, uh, let me just say that it takes a village. So if you have, if you hear a great parenting tip or a nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, and add the hashtag <coughs> School Day Show and I am School Days. And also, we really want you to be a part of the show. So if you have any questions or comments for our guests or for David and I, please give us a call. Our number is 214-431-5062. All right, well, let's jump right in. All right, so this is for uh, both of you. Um, How early did you start playing sports, and what did you play? Have you always played football? Were there other sports that you played? Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you came up through the field of sports. Yeah, for me, um, just growing up in Texas, uh, you know, football is definitely a, a natural sport. Yeah. Uh, but like any kid, summertime, you play football, basketball, uh, baseball, anytime there was any type of ball outside, uh, you were going to play that. So for me, just growing up, playing high school football, and then also, too, played uh, college football as well, too. Gotcha. Yes, sir. For me, I started playing ball when I was about... I couldn't even remember. I was probably <laughs> about six years old, maybe. Oh. I remember I was playing uh, football games in jean shorts, mm-hmm. shoulder pads, <laughs> and cleats. <laughs> and that was, wow. playing, that was when I was playing O line. Like, I was. I played every position Dang. in the game. Yeah. Uh, I played multiple sports when I was younger. I played. Basketball was honestly one of my favorites. I don't know how, but I was just so good. Like, I was just. I would shoot from anywhere and just. I don't know. I was just very good at basketball, and uh, I played soccer too. Okay. Soccer was actually, you know, I tried it out. I was actually really good too. I didn't. I didn't know much. I just kind of ran and just kicked it in the goal. But I don't know. I guess I got started really enjoying football because I seen how happy it made my mom when I was younger. When yeah. I used to make. Uh, when I used to score touchdowns too because I eventually became a running back. So. You know, I played everything, and so basically, you were good at everything. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I wouldn't brag about that, but I, was, I know I just enjoyed it so much. I just liked competing. All right. So, what was kind of the turning point when you decided that football was going to be your thing? Uh, I would probably say when I got to my 
Because I was still going between baseball. Too. Well, I did play baseball, too. So I was still kind of going between whether I liked baseball, football, or basketball the most. Probably about my sixth grade year when I got to um, John Curtis. And I was like, all right. I seen uh, a bunch of the players, like, because I used to grow up watching, like, going to the games. Uh-huh. So I seen it. Uh, I remember watching Sherman Beatty. He was a running back for uh, for us. I remember watching, like, linebackers like Duke Riley, like, making plays in the uh, state championship game when I was real young. And, like, that was me going into my eighth grade year. And I was, like, started playing. Uh, I started playing defense and offense because, you know, like, when you're young, you play, you know, right. both, both positions. <laughs> and I really enjoyed hitting people. I enjoyed having fun. So I was, like, you know. I could really probably do something with this football game. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to stick with football. And I was like, I'm going to see how things turned out. And, you know, they came out pretty well for me now. You know, now I'm at uh, TCU playing football. So, you know, I'm glad I made that decision. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> so kind of paint a picture of what it's like to be a college athlete. <sighs> um, day in the life. Day in the life of a college athlete. Madness. Uh, <laughs> man, it's just... It's just really just time management. That's I think that's the biggest thing that I struggled with coming into um, college. You know, I first got here thinking that it was kind of going to be similar to high school, which I knew there was a difference, but, like, I didn't know, like, academically how I was going to prepare myself. So I was fortunate enough to come in in the summer and take a – take you know a class to learn about how to manage my classes which mm-hmm. i was very very fortunate for because right. you know in the fall was probably not my best semester but i have learned a lot you know i learned you know how to manage practice because when you go and you leave practice you're obviously you know very fatigued i mean you're going you're running around all day for about three hours and then like i was telling you earlier like you going straight to a tutoring session after practice right so it's like it's a switch you got to flip the switch quick. So it's like, that's the same thing before practice, too. Like, you may, I, was, I remember times I was getting out of class at 150. I had means at 210. Mm. So I'm running over there to practice, like, walking as fast as I can, almost right. running, just to make it in time for meeting. And then I, like, got to switch my whole mode from learning in the classroom to answering questions from my football coach about what, what our game plan is. So it's really just time management. And also that you got to find time to where, like, you have to get you know, good work done after practice when you're tired too. So I may have to type a three page paper. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. And I may be in a computer room like this, but luckily like we have you know, they give us the ability to have multiple tutors to help us out, which yeah. is a really big advantage and has helped me and brought me a long way throughout my years in college. Mm-hmm. Chauncey, how would you describe because you see all the sports, mm-hmm. what 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 are some of the challenges uh, or you know just what what do you see from your perspective you see these students walking across campus and you know they're coming to and from like what Garrett's saying but they're you know what's what's it like for you like what, what do you see from your from your point of view well I think first of all I think uh, being a collegiate athlete is is a great honor uh, you know I think to be able to play at that level uh, to be able to to have a scholarship to be able to represent a, a team uh, I think is a huge honor so I think you have that viewpoint um, but you also have a, the viewpoint too is just if you're playing at a high level TCU big 12 type sports uh, the expectations are high and so everybody wants to win and so the there's a lot of pressure uh, there's a lot of, uh, as, as Garrett said, time management. Uh, it would be easier for them to probably work a 40-hour-a-week job mm. uh, than it is to be a collegiate uh, mm. collegiate athlete mm-hmm. and 
a student, you know, at TCU, academics are a premium. And so uh, they're expected to go to class. They're expected to do well in class. They don't get any passes uh, because they are student athletes. And so you see uh, student athletes, you see the highs and lows. And when they're in season, uh, if the season's going well, I think emotionally they can they can be doing well. If the season's not going well, they could be emotionally uh, not doing well. You go to peers where when tests are coming in, the finals are coming in, you see students who are, you know, bombarded with that. And so, like you said, it, it's, it's definitely a, a delicate uh, a balancing act. And, and they have a lot of support to help them, uh, you know, academically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, just wherever they at to help that student athlete to come alongside them uh, that they can, you know, be healthy, graduate from college, and also to be uh, great citizens in society. Yeah. Now, I was mentioning uh, before we were talking how, you know, when I was at Pitt, <coughs> at this athletes were they always looked tired. You know, yeah. just look. I mean, just <laughs> tired. Everyone, whether they were swimmers or soccer players or whoever, they just looked tired all the time. And you know, I can't even imagine. I mean, you have the academic pressures, and you have the sports pressures, and you're at, and you're at a high profile school yeah, right. uh, where the spotlight's always. You know, TC is always in the mix uh, every single year, and so you know that that has to be a lot. Plus, <laughs> graduation rates as well. Um, you want to hit up the next question? I have. I always have like a, at least one or two questions that are not scripted. You can do the <laughs> scripted right, one now. Um, <laughs> how academically? How did you did you feel prepared for the rigors of college coming out of high school? Like when you got there, like how was the transition from you for you? Uh, take aside the sports, just the academic side of it. Uh, right. You know, TCU is a you know a rigorous school, and so how was it for you making that transition from what you had in high school to when you got to college? Right, right. So in high school, um, like I said, my teachers prepared me very well, um, and what actually was an advantage while I was in high school was that we actually uh, my teachers started teaching more of like how college teachers would be. So they gave mm -hmm. us assignments to where like I know what they're doing now is so to where. You know, my good my good friend's mom is a teacher back at the high school that I went to, mm -hmm. and she is making her students turn their assignments in online in what you have to do in college. So mm -hmm. it's really kind of growing, giving these students the ability to prepare themselves better. But mostly for me, the difference was in, you know, in high school, I had teachers to, you know, were on me. You're not turning in your work on time. Well, I always did, but like, like for students, like they they were on them and they gave them second chances. The difference is when you get to college, you're like you're on your own. These teachers, like they they're there to teach you. They're not there to babysit they don't care. you. Right? They don't care. So it's more <laughs> of like it's on your responsibility, and it's really how you're gonna react. You don't have people on your back saying you gotta do this. So most of the times, like a lot of college students struggle with is like, fine, I have I finally have some free time. Let me go play the game. Let me go. Let me, you know, like, let me go hang out with my friends. But it's, you, you don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you. This is more serious. Like, you have to get your work done, and you have to get everything done in time. And a lot of time, a lot of things I learned is I had to get my work done ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I can't wait the night before, right? Because you know, like, you really have to have like quality work because these teachers like look for a lot and they grade a lot harder than high school teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chauncey, what are some of the challenges you see with athletes as a whole coming in, uh, transitioning? Uh, you know, they may have been a, a great athlete, uh, but not necessarily having the foundation. Uh, what are the things that you've seen uh, from your perspective? I think just like you said, I think, um, you know, nine years that I've been at 
TCU and five years at SMU prior to that, you know, just looking at that, you see students who, who didn't have the academic coaching or were prepared uh, to, uh, to do academics at a, on a collegiate level. Uh, you see the struggle of, of st students who their school system may not have been that strong mm. uh, and they get to college and uh, their struggle and you may see students who uh, who didn't have a family support uh, might have been might have been missing a, a mom or a dad and so maybe academics wasn't that important uh, in that family or didn't maybe have the support that it needed to have in that family and so you get to college and the, the, the expectation requirements don't change and so you see you can see students who struggle to adapt with that and I think also to just adapt to just the the, the time management part of it because you do now you know have freedom there's a lot of freedom as a college student and, and you can either make the choice to either go to class or sleep in or you can make the choice mm -hmm. to stay up all night and play video games or you can study or you or you can you can wait to the last minute and, and do your assignment or you can do it a week in advance and so I think a lot of it is a student's support coming in and then also too uh, the, the the choices that they make because they there is help there to to maybe aid them where they're where they're struggling at and so I just think it, it comes back down to the personal choices that they make as well and so Garrett he said there's there's help for you so what are some of the resources and things that are available you said there was a time management class and are there other things that you use to help you to to succeed academically right right so on the athletic side of campus, right next to where we work out and everything, we have something called the John Justin Center. So that's a center where all athletes can go, and basically we have academic coaches. So I remember my freshman year, like every day I was up at 8 o'clock, whether it was for class or it was for <laughs> academic coaching. Uh -huh. And then so, I mean, you basically have, you know, academic coaches. They keep you on track for what's coming up and what you have due, which is was – probably the best thing that has ever happened to me because <laughs> you know now i've learned to you know pursue on my own like i've mm -hmm. learned to know where my assignments are do i don't i haven't used mm. no, a coach for about a year just because i've learned how like how the system works they taught me you know i came in there early in the morning i mean there were days some days i'm not gonna lie there were some days i came in there and i was like man i was sleeping almost <laughs> but you know they kept me on track you know kept me working it was a basically just tell me like whenever you come in just get your work done so therefore like you can have your rest of your free time whenever you do have free time for yeah. yourself which is a big advantage but yeah they have multiple tutors for almost every uh subject we have writing specialists um writing specialists writing specialists so they'll check over your paper um if you have having trouble with like APA uh, format, which is probably like a lot of students struggle with, mm -hmm. uh, they'll tell you how to do everything, how to cite it correctly and everything. So it's definitely a big advantage because, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've needed help on my papers. I mean, just my tutors has been a blessing to me. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Just like help guide me, help me. You know, because I'm the type of person when I write, I, I just have a lot of ideas. I just have trouble putting it together uh -huh. in a flow. So I have had tutors that guide me, make outlines before I type papers, like teach me new skills, teach me how to study. And it's just been a blessing to me. Do you find that um, most of your your um, your colleagues is what I was, uh, most of the other athletes, your teammates, that's the word I was going for. Do they take advantage of those things or? You kind of see some that aren't, or is it mandatory? It's always, um, like you said, it's mandatory. Okay. So if you're struggling in the classroom, it's definitely mandatory. So you, I know I was having about two tutors a day, 
my freshman year just kind of get me flowing, get me going. But um, it's just like any other like place. Um, you're gonna have your people that take advantage of things, and you're gonna have people that don't take advantage of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just a learning process for you know all of us. Um, you know, the best best thing I could do is guide them and tell them, you know, this is what you need to do. You know, you need to start taking advantage of your tutoring because that's how you're gonna get your work done. That's how you're gonna stay on top of things. So it's just like more of like a personal growth for anybody who's not taking advantage for them. So it's kind of something that they just have to, you know, find in themselves, find the need or the want to, to uh, yeah. to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. So changing gears just a little bit, Chauncey, you have two children that are in sports, <coughs> right? Uh, one in gymnastics, and what yep. does Eli play? everything he's in baseball season right now but he finished up basketball and football earlier so he just phases out of one sport to the next oh my gosh so how do you guys manage all that i know gymnastics takes up a lot of time and it sounds like so and does money. right so how do you guys strike a balance between uh the you know school and athletics and keep from over scheduling <laughs> well i would probably say we're failing at that right now <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if we are managing it well i probably can use some counseling on that as well um <laughs> I think for us, I mean, I think another episode. Uh, no, <laughs> sports sports are important. I think it's good for the kids to be involved in sports. Uh, I think it gives them opportunity to 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 learn to compete. I think it gives them opportunity to, to have fun, uh, to experience highs, uh, to also experience lows. And so I think uh, sports is just a, a a holistic way to you know part of their education. And so one of the things that we try to sharpen, like my son last night, um, he had some work that he hadn't let us know that that was due mm-hmm. and found it in his folder and and so he was well. dressed he was dressed to go to baseball practice and yeah. and he oh. didn't go and so and, what? and so that was you know for him a learned experience I told him like look if your grades are not in order uh, you will not you will not play sports and so we try to we try to just continue to preach that your academics are first uh, sports is is a curric- extracurricular activity that you get a chance to do and it's a reward that you get a chance to do uh, and so steward that well if you don't steward that well then that will be taken from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, how should parents manage the expectations of these young athletes that have <coughs> dreams of going pro? That's a great question. I think um, one of just statistically, uh, right. to, to be a Division One, and there's different levels of Division One, Two, and Three, or even a professional athlete. I mean, you're you're talking about one to two percent of individuals. <coughs> so, if you take a room full of, of kids of a hundred kids, uh, there may be one in that hundred mm-hmm. uh, who actually get the opportunity to pro- play professional professional sports. So, I would just tell parents: number one, um, let them let them play sports. Let them enjoy uh, the adventures of being a part of a team. Uh, let them let them play multiple sports. You know, I wouldn't say lock them in to they need to specialize. Uh, I think at the collegiate level, they want a kid who is who is versatile. You know, as, as Garrett said, he played pretty much everything, and it shows on the field. I mean, he he, mm. he plays multiple positions uh, for us at TCU, and, and I would just and I would just also say too, um, as as the kid grows older, you will start to see if there is if there's attitude there that they might be able to play. You know 
collegiate sport. Uh, but you know, just recognizing that, and if that if they have a gift that may be able to allow them to collegiate for, sports, foster that gift. Uh, but if not, uh, you know, just they can still be competitive. They can still be a part of a, a high school team, or, or they may play at a at a college team that may not be a major program. But it's kind of like my coaches tell me, you know, big time sports is where you at, and so mm-hmm. just have an opportunity to fulfill that. So I'll just tell parents support that, uh, but also to be realistic. Everybody is not going to be LeBron James. Everybody's not going to be Michael Jordan. That's just not going to happen. It's just not realistic. But everyone can play organized sport. Everyone can be a part of a team. And so I just think encourage them to be a part of a team, but just be realistic about their, their kids' athletic ability. Right, because actually the, the statistic that I found, it's it's difficult to even play college sports that um, nearly 8 million students currently participate in high school sports in the U.S. and mm-hmm. only 480,000 compete as NCAA athletes. Yep. So it's hard to even just go to the next level not yep. you know notwithstanding going to the pro level. Yep. So just being realistic, I think, is important and, you know, kind of not banking on your kid being able to go to college sports and um, getting a a scholarship Mm -hmm. for that, I think, is important. Um, And also, I think being a well-rounded person is important. having some uh, other interests other than sports so i know garrett you have some things that that you you have participated in in high school and things kind of talk about that tell us some of your other interests right so um so actually besides my interact club recently me and my uh best friend jonathan uh so after the cheese it bowl i went back at home and we actually threw a uh food and clothing drive for the homeless under Mm. the bridge on the canal street uh, it was a real good event. We had a bunch of uh, rice and beans played for them. We had bread. We had water. We had clothes. And we actually mm-hmm. had a pretty good turnout for our first one. But, like, me and him told each other, we was like, you know, this is the beginning. Like, we yeah. we want to keep doing things back when I uh, get back home to the city. So whenever I get the chance to, you know, probably most likely in May, we'll probably throw some another thing. Like, just anything that we can do to help out. And also, um, you know, I just like impacting a lot of people. I know recently... Um, the school up the street from us called uh, Kinder Frost. We went over there and uh, had a talk with the children over there. And, I mean, this pertains so much to this radio show right now. So we went over there and uh, we actually, uh, they had a cheesy bowl party. So a few of my teammates, me, Kelton Hollis, which is a lineman, and an incoming freshman named uh, Benedict. We went over there and we talked to them. And um, so we got up there to answer questions. And they, you know, really, they were just like, football sports this and that and um you know we were trying to preach them we were like uh you know football is nothing unless mm-hmm. you have your education mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were trying i was trying to grade this to them like at a young age because you know they're kids they want to how many tackles you have how many you know but mm-hmm. I, I was like you know that's none of that is important unless you have your grades and i mean the one the best question one kid asked me is like how many times did y'all lose this season <laughs> and i was like i laughed and i said you know you're always going to fail. It's really just how you get back up and just keep yeah. pushing. And that's why I want to just, you know, try to impact those kids as much as I can and try to let them see, like, the biggest, the bigger picture and why they're at school. Because, you know, their teachers are telling us, like, you know, a lot of the students play sports and a lot of, you know, have trouble getting their word done because of their mm-hmm. sports. And I was mm-hmm. telling them, like, mm-hmm. now you need, your, you need your grades right. You need your education. I know when I was uh, <coughs> teaching, I think I shared this a few episodes ago, is – I have kids all the time who come up to me and say, Mr. Bailey, 
I couldn't couldn't <coughs> do your work last night because I had practice. I couldn't do your work last night because I had a tournament this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I say to him? <laughs> Is that my problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> you know, and I, and I would say, you know, you're you're a student athlete, a right? Student athlete, not an athletic student. Yeah. A student athlete. And I said, you got to get your work done. Yeah. And if you know, I say, they say, well, I don't have time. Okay, so how did you get to practice? Oh, in yeah. my car. So what are you doing in the car while you're going to practice? Mm-hmm. Sitting and looking out the window. Okay, well, crack open a book. Do my problems. Get the work done. You know, um, I think a lot of kids struggle with with that. Um, and this for both of you, you, you right in the thick of it, um, how do you how do you manage that with your children? You kind of talked about this before, but what would be some other tips you recommend as far as helping parents to to manage them staying on top of their work? Mm-hmm. And for you, if you were to go back and talk to your younger self on this journey of preparing to get to college, what, what would you say? So I'd love to hear from both of y'all on that. I think the managing part, and I think for us, is just is just not putting more on your plate than what you can bear as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to look at your family dynamics and see, okay, what is a good, healthy environment for us? I mean, because it's easy to have kids involved in sports uh, year-round. But I think you got to ask yourself the question: Is it is it really be- beneficial? Because right. I think I think the perception is okay. If I have my kids in sports year round, uh, then they're going to be a better player. And I would probably argue that. And I think number one, I think you can create a high burnout uh, for the mm-hmm. kid and for you. I think two, I think just their bodies allowing their bodies to develop and to rest. Uh, I think uh, even at the college level, while you see oftentimes so many injuries and maybe in like sports like baseball uh, pitching, because those kids have been and, you know, practicing year-round versus when we were growing up, uh, once baseball season was over with, you went on to the next – went on. you had some break, and then nine out of ten times you played football. But now mm-hmm. you have so many specialized sports uh, that you can stay in that one particular sport uh, all year long. So I just think just asking the question, okay, is this a healthy benefit for my family? Uh, is it worth it? Uh, you know, to have mm-hmm. your kid going, is it is it worth the money? Is it worth the the gas? Is it worth your own personal sanity? And I think it's I think it's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, we're just gonna we're gonna we're not gonna go year round. I think it's nothing wrong with you know I've seen families take a year off, you know, just <coughs> and and not feeling like they're gonna fall behind. You're not gonna fall behind. I mean, that kid can can still just having fun at the house, practice those skills and and enjoyment, but without having the rigorous uh, schedule of being a part of a team. Yeah, Garrett. All right, for me, I would say, um, you know, depending on if these kids were in the high school level, um, you have time. <laughs> the reason why I said it is because I, I know from my personal experience, like um, every time I got home from practice, boom, I was hitting that couch and I was trying to watch a TV show, right, just to clear my mind. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times my mom said, "Garrett, get your homework done." Garrett, get your homework done. Get your homework done. Next thing you know, I'm dozing off. Get your homework done. Mm-hmm. So the next thing you know, I'm waking up early in the morning, trying to rush, get something done before I get to class. So, I mean, the best thing I would say for any, like, high school athlete, you know, that's going through this process trying to prepare themselves for college is when you get home, you might as well just go ahead and just get on top of it right then get and it. there. Because it's not going to – if you don't do that and that's, like, that time frame – 
there's a good chance that you're not going to get it done. Yeah, and time management is key. I can remember riding on those long bus rides to another city and doing my homework or doing right. my homework in the stands, waiting for the game to start and whatnot. So there is time yeah. if you decide you want to take that time. But I, I, can, I understand wanting to kind of clear your head and right. relax. Yeah. But time management is key, especially if you are going to go on to the collegiate level. And just like right. you were saying, and there's so many things that you've got to balance. So you might as well just start now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, uh, you know, I was I was pretty good at soccer. Uh, I started at the, the local, you know, community level. Then we moved up to the traveling team. Um, you know, we tra- you know, played across the city. Then we then I got up to to cup level, which is now we're starting to travel out 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 of state. And I was really starting to hit my stride. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Chauncey. <coughs> My dad got burned out. Mm. Mm-hmm. By the time I was really starting to get it uh, to go, my dad pretty much said, "I'm done." Yeah, you know, because the, I mean, he he'd been working with me since I was five years old, and now I'm thirteen, fourteen or so, getting ready to move on up there. You know, um, so just to be mindful, you know, for, for parents, is you know, th- this is. I know you you want to. You know, support your kids and help them be their very best. But you know, you also have to take care of yourself as well. Yep. Um, and I know my father; he just got to the breaking point. I mean, he wasn't mean about it, but he said, "I can't yeah, anymore," and and I'm done. And so, you know, I, I moved into you know the high school playing. Uh, but you know, it was it was a lot. So yeah. for parents, it's it's a lot as well. It's it's a lot on them. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. What, were, what are some of the things that you would say are the best or the most important things to, as parents we can do to support our our student athletes? At a young age or what age? It just Any age. I think early age. Um, I just letting the kid have fun. I mm-hmm. think that's the most important thing. Um, I think allowing them to to lose and to, to understand mm-hmm. what it means to, to lose. I mm-hmm. think. I think oftentimes as parents, I think we want to protect our kids, but I think one of the greatest gifts we can give them is allowing them, allowing them to experience adversity, yeah. mm-hmm. allowing them yes. to feel uh, pain, allowing them to, to be hurt, allowing them to, to understand that, you know, the competitiveness, if you want to be good, you have to work. You just can't, you know, my son, you know, he's very competitive, but he also, he he's learning the aspect of, okay, if you want to be the best, or if you don't want to lose, you there's work that you need to do right. prior to the game. You just can't show up to the game um, and and just show out. I mean, you have to practice like you want to compete. And so I would just say, man, allow them to have fun, allow them to fail, uh, being there. I, I think I do think mm. one of the awards of of, of of kids playing sports is it's just watching your kids play. I think as you know, especially when they're young. I mean, it's just it's you see the glory of God. You know, just through sports and just seeing that kid and, and who they are and their personalities just come out uh, through the avenue of sport. And I think as for a parent, it's just rewarding to to watch your kids to compete. Uh, it's rewarding to to watch them have success. And uh, and so I would say, you know, just physically being there, uh, 
it say, says a lot to the kids. And also, too, I think you will see uh, different attributes of your kid that you didn't see if it mm-hmm. hadn't been for the, the tensions mm-hmm. and the the things that sports brings brings out of us. Yeah. And I mean, it was so important for me, for my dad to be there. Gosh, I'm, I'm almost tearing up. <laughs> I mean, I can just remember running track and the, you know, there's the crowd is cheering, you know, ha! Mm-hmm. but the only voice I could hear was my dad's yep. go Danita the one voice I could hear out of all the people yep. in the stands and then this other time I remember at a track meet it was freezing and it's nighttime and my dad had found my friend's um, strawberry shortcake um, sleeping bag and mm-hmm. so from head to toe he was dressed in strawberry <laughs> shortcake but he was there yeah. that was so important to me to have that support um, and just to, for them to see me do well and yeah. I mean that that's a big thing for me but well, Garrett what would you say was you know I is say, important um, for support the biggest thing my mom does for me is she sends me uh, scriptures almost every day. Oh, wow. And she just keeps reminding me how proud she is of me. So that keeps me going. Like, That's cool. And even like when I'm at almost like a point where I'm like, man, I don't feel like getting up today. I don't feel like doing any days. I look at my phone. And I'm just like, I just remind myself like why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just want to make my mom proud. Like you said, like when you hear your dad when you were younger like that's all i heard was my mom's voice yeah and it probably wasn't like the girl it was probably like come on <laughs> but, like, I heard it. so i knew she would support me there because like every time i got home she would tell me how proud i was but at the games i was like mom you sure you proud of me like you kind of on me like <laughs> yeah like, i'll tell you that the funniest story and uh i was man we was in park ball and it was during the game and i said code I said, you think I get a break? Because I was playing, I was running the ball, and then I was playing defense. And he he, he screamed out, he said, he said, my mom was in the same, he said, Lisa, can he get a break? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. But, yeah, that's yeah. how my mom is. That's, I mean, I'm just very thankful that I have yeah. a strong lady in my life. Yep. Uh, she supports me, like, fully. Uh, she supports every decision that I make, yeah. um, which which I'm very thankful for, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she just keeps me going. It, it was big for me when I look back, you know, especially mom and dad, but it was really special, you know, going off to college, you know, and having mom being at the games and cooking home-cooked meals, you know, after the game. And I still have friends today that, you know, how's Mama Melba? You know, mm-hmm. that would come over after the games and still remember the meals that we had and, and you know, the food. And so I just – those moments, you know, are, are special. So I would, you know, I would say, you know, if, you, if your kid gets the opportunity to, to go and play, you know, collegiate sports, you know, be on that journey with the kid. You know, mm-hmm. being there at the games, know how they're doing academically. I think sometimes where I see parents make mistakes once their kids get to college is they're not as involved in their academics uh, as they were before. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know how grades, I don't know if they send grades home or how, how they do that, but a lot of parents don't know how their kids are doing academic. A kid mm-hmm. can just tell you, oh, I'm good, it's good, passing you, I'm good. Until they come home with them. Yeah, yeah, until <laughs> they come home or if they don't intercept yeah. the mail, they may not right. even see their kids' grades. So I would say be, be on the journey, every aspect of you know, from young age to collegiate age, just be on that journey. Uh, continue to preach the importance of you know academics. You know the dream that they may have. You know, putting them in environments where they can see something different. You know what? You know, looking to see okay, what inspires your child? I think you know for us, reading is big, and and you know I think my son at at nine years old knows about more. Um, 
individuals in their in their life than I know I'm, as I at 45. And so, you know, there's so many just good resources out there. I think it's who who's book that our kids read. I mean, they've learned so many different those books, so many yeah. different characters that mm-hmm. like he'll be telling me people and like. I don't know who you're talking about, but <laughs> but it sounds great. But but I'm excited that he's getting the opportunity, you know, to see and learn people's story um, and to see their advancement and what they did with their time here uh, here on Earth. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of being uh, an athlete uh, in regards to developing your academics? What 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 are the parallels? How do they correlate to one another? All right, so. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I guess for me, I would probably say, you know, being an athlete, you have to, you know, you learn how to push through hard times. Mm-hmm. You learn to ad- how to uh, overcome adversity. So, you know, how I take preparing for a game is the same way how I take preparing for a test. So, like, for me, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, I bring that – the same way that you have to bring the intensity to prepare for a game and study like your other opponent, that's the same way that – that's the only way I know. Mm-hmm. So that's the same way that I have to come to the classroom with it. Every day I step in the classroom, I know, like, this is what I need to learn. And every day for, like, a test, this is what I need to know. Like, for me, like, I do the most before my test. So, like, I write down my answer. Like, I rewrite all my notes. Like, mm-hmm. that's, just, like type the, that's just, like, the type of uh, step that I take towards my academics. Yeah. So I guess that's good to just have that mindset that comes over from football or that comes over from, like, a sport, a competitive mindset to where you could bring in the classroom and compete too. I think it's also just great practice for work-life balance because right now your job, you have two jobs. You're an athlete and you're a student. Um, But you're learning how to do both and do both well. Hopefully you're learning to do both well. (laughs) Um, And that's that's a skill that you're going to need when you get out into the the workforce. Um, Even if you were to become pro, then, you know, you still need to be able to to balance your life and your work. So I think that that's really good practice for that. Chauncey, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I think kind of what Danita said. I think just being able to, to I think just the balancing part of it. Uh, I think, I think being able one to balance. I think also two. Um, I just think everything that sports brings out of you. I think learn how to compete, learn how to persevere, uh, learning how to fight through. Uh, all that trans transcends into your, you know, to your to your life, uh, to your academics life. Uh, you know, you can look at scriptures. You know, the analogies they use that you know for athletes. Yeah. And so I just think all the the strain, the struggles, the victory, uh, to pushing to be you know the best uh, transcend in, in, in everything that we do academically and our and, and every area of our life. So I know Gary, we talked about this a little bit before, and uh, love to hear both of your perspectives on this. Um, for athletes that are in college, are some majors shied away from or discouraged? Di- discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Like, it, it, is it? I understand uh, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, he said it. So, um, I said it. Mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, uh, when you're a student athlete, um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, all right, so. What's your major? And the thing why, like, the, I think that's the hardest thing for any incoming college student, but especially, like, student-athlete, um, 
just figuring out what you want to do in college. So that was like for me, I walked in, I, went, I thought I wanted to do sports psychology. But then I, I heard I had to take kinesiology and anatomy. And I was like, uh, mm. do I really want to do sports psychology? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, I ended up changing my major to communication. Which, you know, I think every major uh, on SECU is very challenging. I think there's no easy way out, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I don't think there ever will be an easy way out with anything that you, you know, want a good reward to. But, um, like, certain things, like, you have to know that if you're an athlete and you want to go to athletic training or if you want to go to nursing, like, that's definitely something that's going to take up a lot of your time, right. a lot of your time. So, you know, most free time that you may have on weekends, you're going to be in the library. Mm-hmm. And that's the sacrifices that, you know, you are willing to make and willing to set out for your future. So it all depends on the person you are. You know, when you come in there, the academic coaches never say, okay, maybe you don't want to do this. No, they'll give you advice. You'll be like, it's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. So like this is like the, the step that you have to take, you know, as a person, and the responsibility that you have to put on yourself. Yeah, that's good. Uh, talking about anatomy, I took anatomy six times in college. Right? Oh, yeah. So uh, literally. No, yes, literally. I started my freshman year. I, I passed anatomy one, and then I think I finally finished anatomy two my, my, my senior year. So it took me six tries, but that was because of lack of effort. Uh, what was yeah. your major? It's kinesiology. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So it was, yeah. So you said that I cringed like, ooh. Um, <laughs> Flashback. You know, that is, that's, that's a great question. Um, and yes, I, I do think, I don't think intentionally, but I just think the reality of it. Uh, I mean, you have, I've seen students who thought about being pre-med and an individual playing at a division one, you have to be a special individual who can mm. balance both worlds. I mean, being able to, to deal with the academic rigorous that's going to come with being a biology major and then also to being a collegiate athlete and not everyone can do that i think there's students who who come in maybe with a dream of doing something in that area but once the reality of it hits they they pull away from it um and it is a challenge, I mean, because you do have to sacrifice. I mean, there's sacrifice both ways. I mean, you sacrifice if you look at their schedule uh, when they're in season. I mean, they're going, um, you know, pretty much from, you know, Monday is their day off. Uh, where they go sun practice Sunday. Uh, Monday is uh, no practice but watch a film and all that kind of good stuff, academic stuff. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, they're practicing. Uh, Friday is a travel, you know, a travel day if you're traveling out of town. <laughs> Uh, and Saturday is the game day, and you can either begin back early Sunday morning, and then you got to start that week all back o- over again. Mm. And you're just thinking about that. You know, they're finishing up practice at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, um, and so got to eat. And so you're looking at about 7 o'clock for they can even, you know, just, just unwind. And so right after that, they got study hall, and you're just, just your own personal downtime, and it's just a very small window. And so some majors are more demanding than others. Um, I don't think it's discouraged, but I just think an individual has to be realistic of who they are uh can they handle it and then also too just maybe even having a clear vision of what they want to do beyond college uh because i think sometimes too i hear students say well i want to be xyz but looking at their natural gift set I'm like no that's not a good fit for you mm-hmm. uh and so i think i think kind of vetting that out before they get to college as best as can to kind of help them uh to see 
their gift sets and their passion just make sure those things line up and then if there's some alternative ways say for example somebody wants to be a biology major maybe they don't take have to take all the hardcore science maybe look at okay what do I need to take in order to get into med school all the sciences that you need to take and then maybe and may, maybe majoring in something else but taking all the classes mm-hmm. that you need to major in to get into medical school because all those classes you don't necessarily need to get into medical school you have a core that you need to get into and so maybe just finding uh, an alternative route to still get to the same goal but it just may That's not good. look traditional doing the traditional route and i think just maybe as a parent having the wisdom of guiding your high school student to know do you want to pursue this sport if you want to be like a doctor or something that's going to be very academically rigorous and take up a lot of time and you might have to help them make that tough decision Mm -hmm. of yeah you're really good in you know volleyball or whatever uh, and you probably could get a scholarship but if you want to be a doctor and and you know firsthand Chauncey having a, a wife as a doctor and watching her go through undergraduate school and the medical school it's just there it takes up a whole lot of time so just being able to guide your child and let them know uh, if you know because many of these students are not going to go pro like it's not going to be their their final destiny so you have to really be thinking beyond college and what is going to be your your life beyond that and it can be done i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. it's i've seen many students do it it's just I mean, it's work. And then, like Wallace said, I mean, anything in this area is going to be working. I don't care what you're majoring in. Being a, a college athlete uh, with academics at a school that academics are important, it, it's going to be work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know um, adding on to that, like you said, you know, average night was seven. Nah, I didn't do it. average yeah. night for me was like, I guess before I even started work was around like 930 because, mm. you know, after practice, I would go watch film with film, my coaches. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, that was just, like, a personal choice I did. Yeah. But, um, you know, like you said, like, it's definitely oh, just – I think the biggest – I think the biggest thing is um, just the mental aspect from yeah. all this. You know, you're just, like, maybe one maybe one week uh, you don't play as well as you want to. And it's really, like, you have to shake that off so it doesn't affect you for the next week. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it could affect you on the field and it could also affect you in the classroom. Because I remember a bunch of times where I felt like I didn't play as well as I wanted to. And the next day, you know, when maybe I had to get on top of some work, I just wanted to sit in my room and just, just lay there because I was just upset. Mm-hmm. So it was more of like a mental asset to just keep pushing, keep pushing. But, yeah, man, my nights were an average. I will go from uh, to about 930 at the practice. And then uh, so practice in around like six something. Go grab something to eat real quick. Watch film from like 7.15 to 9.30. Oof. And then uh, get started on any work I have to do in the um, John Justin Center. It closed at 10. So I'll do whatever I could there until it closed at 10. Now I'll walk over to um, my dorm. Uh, they have like this little media center there, and I would just get work done in there and then go to my room, go to sleep, and just repeat that process. Wow. So we are um, moving towards the end of our time. The time goes, always goes by so fast <coughs> here. Um, this was some parting thoughts. If there was a last nugget or thought that you could share with a parent or a student or a student mm-hmm. um, on how to manage this season of their life, uh, what would you share? I'd like to hear from both of you about a minute each. 
<laughs> I would just say just in man, managing. Are you talking about from a just whatever, just whatever that? Um, Give it to us. I would just say just remember it's a journey. Uh, I would just say you know just you know get in that boat and just start rowing. Um, you know <laughs> if, if you're in a boat and you're rowing, there's going to be seasons of life where there's going to be high currents. Uh, there's going to be seasons where you feel like you're you know you can't keep going. And there's going to be seasons that you feel like you're going to give up. But at the end of that journey, you know, is a, is a finish line. And so even though may hard, you know, from raising young kids and trying to manage sports and work and everything else, it's only going to be for a season. If it's, you know, while your, your kids are in high school and, you know, you're running from, you know, games here and games there and classes and all that kind of good stuff, it's only for a season. The same thing, college and so on and so on. And so I would just say take – you know, each season number one, enjoy where you're at. Uh, don't make it more than 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 has to be. I would say uh, continue to push. You know, your kids academic first. Uh, help them to to find the joy in learning. Uh, yeah. Help them to to become readers outside of their assignment. Uh, allow them to learn about people and their life and the things that they uh, have have done here in society. Uh, I would say visually put them around people that you know that you desire for them to be. Allow them to uh, to go places and to see things uh, that they may not see on a day in a day basis. Uh, allow them to uh, you know get a chance to touch and see and feel uh, individuals that they look at. And then you know when they get to college, I would just say continue to be a part of that journey. Uh, that's not the you know I think when I think sometimes kids have the vision and goal to get to college, but once they get to college, they stop dreaming. And what I mean by that is they worked hard, 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 and the things that got them there, I see sometimes two kids stop doing the very things that got them to to that place. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yes, you achieve that dream. Now you have to read, okay, what is the next dream? Yeah. But don't forget about the attributes and things that got you to the work ethic that got you to that point. And so, you know, being able to, once you get to college, okay, you've achieved that dream. Now let's go and dream the next dream and the attributes that you take with that. So I'll just say just continue to be a part of that journey. Enjoy it. You know, this thing of life goes quick and uh, enjoy every season that you have with your kids. That's right. You care it? Ooh, that's hard to top. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of, I'm just looking at him, I was like, eh, you going to steal everything I wanted to say? <laughs> but, um, steal my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would just say to make it uh, short, um, definitely just enjoy everything that you do. Um, there's always a good that comes out of everything. So, you know, even at times may be hard, just, you just got to remember that the hard times that you're going through is only temporary. No. Therefore, you know, you know, in the classroom, you're grinding maybe for four years. But the rest of your life, you have the ability to, you know, live live healthy. With a, you know, you maybe have the ability to live healthy with a good family. I know I'm big on family, so that's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, be able to support your family and, you know, be happy, you know, travel with them. Just like certain things. And even with football, like you work hard, you put your time in now, you go to the league. Uh, you have the ability to play your the the game you love for years, and after that you could you could rest when when you're done. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. you know the average player probably plays about four years in the NFL, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that's like I mean that's if you're in the NFL like obviously you want to play as long as you can, but you have to understand like your body too. So certain things like that, just like I think about, just you know I might as well just get it in now and rest later than to not take advantage of every opportunity that I have now. And then later on, regret. Yeah. So I just kind of just like to move forward and just kind of keep my grits behind me and just keep pushing. All right. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We are out of time. Thank you for joining us and sharing. This is a good talk. 
I really enjoyed yeah. this, and I think this is a lot of good, helpful information for mm -hmm. parents. Um, but we always want to let you know what's going on with Noggin. I don't know if anybody else out there has problems with morning routines and and evening routines. I know that that's a struggle in the Bailey household. So yeah. what we did was we developed a visual schedule that you can download from our website. And um, it's got 26 images to choose from. And this is going to be for the, the the smaller kids. We've used this for uh, Jonathan and Christina who are six and eight. And um, eventually they were able to memorize what the schedules are and we didn't have to use them anymore. And we have had a lot less problems. So you can go to our website, schooldazedshow.com or nogginfoundation.org and download that for a $10 donation to Noggin Educational Foundation. So Dave, what's going on with Noggin Educational Coaching? All right, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit um, All in, right. in light of what you guys were talking about. Um, on my website, noggineducation.com, there's a free download for it's our daily study checklist. Uh, many times parents wrestle with uh, you know, or even students wrestle with what do I do when I come home to make sure that everything is being done in a timely manner, mm -hmm. uh, especially in light of being an athlete or, or if you're not an athlete, it really doesn't matter. Um, how to set up before you study, how to get your supplies ready, get everything ready and organized, um, what to do to go through the process of actually studying, not just homework, but actually studying, and then how to wrap it up. So I want to encourage every family who's listening to go to noggineducation.com. And there you will see at the very top uh, the free download for the daily study checklist. And while you're there, check out what else we have to offer there as well. All right. Thank you. So on next week's show, we'll talk to Michael Flores, who is a licensed counselor and director of Brighter Possibilities Family Counseling in Fort Worth. And he'll share with us how to help your child cope with trauma and its effects on academics. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And as always, head to our website, schooldaysshow.com, for more information. And remember, you don't ever have to miss a show. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music and Stitcher, and all the other places where you find your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Noggin, like your head, N-O-G-G-I-N. Oh, my, my, why are you looking at me when you say <laughs> <laughs> Well, if they're watching us on Facebook, they can sell. <laughs> but it's um, at Noggin Foundation. And uh, we always want to end our shows by saying that we are parenting by grace. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and the strength we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you would like to know more about that, please feel free to email us at info at schooldazedshow.com. Have a great week.